Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, go through some honorable mentions and some other odds and ends to have a good video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker, and with me, as always, is L. Ray. What's going on, everybody? Today's guest, listen, we told you when we had Bucket on that we eventually we had to have the other half of this show. So today we have Mr. Hoosier himself. How are you doing today, sir? Elray, I'm doing good. It's very exciting to finally make it on here. I know we've gone through a couple of reschedules, but we're here now, which is exciting. I can't wait to talk to you guys. Yeah, and we're, we're excited to have you here, too. I mean, it's been, like you said, we rescheduled a couple of times. We tried the best to make you, you know, we don't want to make you feel like we didn't want you. We need you here. We had Bucket. We need who's you're on, and we need to get into games. Yeah, no, if you guys are, I mean, you guys had Bucket. That's the that's the bigger, more, more sexier voice of, of our podcast. So you definitely started with the right one. Uh, but yeah, no, I was excited to come on here and talk about some games that I've played in my past and ones that I continue to play now. There's these pairings that are in Channel 3 that were like, all right, how do we pick which one of them is going to be first and without starting World War Three? And of course, you know, everybody's a good good sport about it. And again, we, we're not professionals to this. We just do this because it seemed like a good idea at the time. We have a little fun with it and kind of hear from people in the community. But it was it was the same thing with yours. Like, well, we got to pick one of them. And, and then bucket B came before H. I, I don't know. I don't know how we did it that way. But hey, you've been a good sport about it. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, B comes before H. I mean, that's how the name kind of started out anyways. It just it flows better. So it made sense that that's who you went with first. Yeah, it's your fault. That's why. Not our fault. Your fault. Exactly. All right, without further ado, let's move into game one. NASCAR Thunder 2003. Freshly added. Not freshly added because, again, we delayed this recording a little bit so i added it specifically at the request of this discussion here so freshly added to the channel three library why this one let's talk about that how we get into this one why 2003 specifically is it seems like that that early aughts i mean ea was on fire back then that's where like some of the best madden activity some good nhl nascar is really running the table there so let's, let's talk how did nascar thunder 2003 end up here well, it's funny that you say NASCAR Thunder 2003 because that's a console game. And what I was oh, referring no! to, yeah, oh, no! what oh. I was referring to is it's actually a game. It's NASCAR 2003. And in my one of my honorable mentions is iRacing. And that's what iRacing was actually based off of was actually the that entire game. Um, so for me, NASCAR 2003, that was the first time I really got into, um, I, I want to say, league play. Because I would actually, when I was a sophomore in high school, my dad played the game as well. And uh, we were just a big NASCAR family. But I would get up on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. And I had a league race that I would do every week and would actually like work throughout the week on setups and getting the car down, how you're going to drive it. So that was my real first experience into the online world and uh, being like real competitive with a video game. So is this the Sierra PC version then? Yep. Yeah, uh, that one, the Sierra PC version. Uh, oh, I can't cut any of this race. It's going to be here. I'm going to be dead the whole time. <laughs> oh. yeah, it was it, it was just it was too good of a game like it just it it was the first time I, like you saw people modding things and that my first experience of people modding a game like turning up the grip strength and you're running daytona and talladega full pedal down to the ground and you don't have to lift and the car is going way too fast and just wrecking everywhere but for me also it was a, a 
bonding experience to my dad and I because that was our first time like going back and forth on a video game. So we're here to talk our first game about NASCAR Racing 2003 season or NR 2003 for I'm I'm dead I'm dead it's over anyway. Um, well, hey, this will be even newly added to the library for Channel Three. Sierra, you know it's it's funny because Sierra just I didn't realize they did racing games too. I mean they they crushed the the PC circuit for the, like the 80s, the 90s, the aughts. Yeah, it was that was the like really the first one I would say PC wise where they got the just the realism down and it was it was just too perfect a game it lasted forever and actually there was no other real like NASCAR game that competed with it all the way until iRacing finally came out and I because Sierra they just they stopped stopped going with it but yeah it was it was a really fun game and it got you hooked right you're in I'm dead I'm over I'm done <laughs> All right, let's let's go to the second game on the list then. Uh, so second game on the list is Medal of Honor, which I thought was a really weird way of spelling Call of Duty. Uh, so, so so tell me, t- tell me about Medal. I just said Medal of Honor. Was there a specific one? Was it like 1999 Medal of Honor? But where, which which medal are we talking about? I'm trying to remember which one. So this game for me really stuck in my head. It was my first like real interaction with a first person shooter. I think it was one of the World War II ones where you actually did like the the normandy invasion and coming up onto the beach but uh i think that was the first one one, i think it was the the first one i think that's that's 1999 yeah so for me too like so just playing through that actually like doing a shooter and getting the sort of realism that was for 1999 but that was also again like like this game kind of ties back to to my dad and i is that that was the first time of a multiplayer like we would sit there just 1v1 and you know screen looking and everything and would spend way too much time trying just trying to beat each other but yeah that was like the first true first person shooter that i played and it i can still remember playing that today it was just it was fun memories all around I mean, and you you say you know graphics for the time, but you're right. It was 1999. The, the PlayStation came out. We had the, well, it, was, it was out for a few years. You had the PlayStation, and you had Nintendo 64. And these and these graphics were just were just off the charts. Well, the graphics were off the charts, and it was also the missions, right? So from a historical standpoint, it just it nailed it completely as into what went on there, how it really was, and. I can remember one time my grandfather like saw me playing it when I was back in Indiana for a summer and he went to my mom and was like, he shouldn't be playing that game. Like that's too graphic. And she was like, it's historical. Like it actually tell, it's not like it's anything. It's, my parents were really big against like GTA and whatnot. So she was like, at least it has some history to it, even though he's shooting people in the face. So it worked out in my benefit. So I noticed this game, as we get through the list here, this one's, it stands out because the list is very, very racing centric. What? How did this game kind of get on? Is it because it was the first FPS? Is it because of the history to it? Uh, you're you, you're part of the military, right? or you were in the military? I don't know if you're still. Active I anymore. I currently am. I'm you currently are in the military. In. Yep. So uh, why? How does this one kind of fit into everything? I think more for me when I was when when you guys posed the question of like three games that like just name three games. I was really trying. To, I guess look at it as. Well, what's three games that I tr- like stuck with me and is why I play certain games now? And that was one of the f- like first person shooter, huge. That was just over the top. I can still remember playing that game. I mean, I dabbled in 007 Goldeneye a little bit with my cousin. He had an N64, but I didn't have an N64. I had a PlayStation. So I went straight into this. So yeah, f- for me, it's always been like racing and first person shooters. And I, that's why those two are at the top of my list because those are the two that really got me into both of those genres. 
So what's the first person shooter you're playing now? So I will dabble in Call of Duty from time to time. Call of Duty, Apex, uh, depending on if my buddies are playing it. Uh, my five-year-old has pulled me into Fortnite, which was a game I swore <laughs> off years ago after my 13-year-old nephew at the time. I'll never forget this. It was him, our 11-year-old nephew, and then my wife and I. My wife and I against them two. And I'm like, I'm going to stomp these kids. Like, come on. And <laughs> And like, I'm on PC. I'm like, there's no way. And we're in just like an open lobby, just the four of us. And I can remember they kept, I, I couldn't even get onto the ground. They were killing me. And I just left the match and I went up to my wife. It's like, she goes, what's wrong? I'm like, I about yelled, you little SOB in the mic. And I real, I remembered they're 13 and 11, like calm down. And so I, I was like, all right, I'm done with Fortnite for, for now. But with no build being on there, I, it kind of suits my old man FPS playing a little more. Uh, yeah, I think it suits all the old people's <laughs> FPS more than no build. Let me just something about building at me. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you want to talk about No Bill? Because No Bill brought me back. Obviously, all the weird stuff that played. They had the Marvel superpowers, and I was like, "Oh, I can do this because I can just blow things up now. I don't have to build things anymore." And then they said No Bill. It's like this is great. I can aim. Right. I, I felt the exact same. I was like, "Well, I can aim." Like that's literally all I was doing before everybody got nuts cranking 90s so i was like oh this plays to my strengths and like sure enough i think like the first 10 wins him and i had like he's going up telling my wife mom we won we won and she's like me she's like when'd you get good i was like we're playing half the lobby's bots right now so we're we'll work through a couple weeks and we'll see how we do which we don't fare too bad but yeah it yes no build definitely much better yeah i took the high road with my wife my kids recently basically forced my wife who does not play video games at all to play Fortnite with them she could barely hold the controller she did a great job she just cut some trees down she knocked into some houses I, I think she went four victory royales with them in a row and at no point did I bring up that they're bot lobbies no one we, we, <laughs> again let me let me make it clear if the memes have not made it clear we never discuss other bot lobbies when you start off with people let them right you, you you don't let you don't let them know until they get much higher up and they're like what happened you're like well so what happened hey, was hey, let's explain this here we're really happy for you i'm glad you're still playing yes and now now we have to practice yes yeah <laughs> now, now you got to get good like the fun's over <laughs> all right let's go on i feel i feel like this is how i think of it i don't know if anyone listens things this way it always is. Well, so when's Rocket League going to show up on this person's list? Because the Rocket League people, Rocket League is never number one. It's just all over. But you actually made it in your top three. So Rocket League, I'm going to start with a real basic question. For anyone that's not aware, what is your rank in Rocket League? What's your favorite? What's your favorite version? Are you playing twos or threes? What's, what do you prefer? So my current rank uh, in twos, it's... I think champ three, div two, and threes, it's like champ two, div four. And I'll dabble in ones every so often. But uh, yeah, I, I actually took like a month off from the game. So I've been just slowly getting back into it. But I mean, playing it since 2016, I truly have never put it down. Like, I feel like it had to go on the list then. So personal question, why is it? Is it that it seems twos ranks are always higher than threes rank? Is it just... Is it easier to play with one person as opposed to playing with two people? Is it is it that simple? If you're so like yes, yeah, solo queuing or even queuing with a teammate, it's a hundred percent a lot easier. And you got to remember in twos, you're not. I mean, that's two less people that are on on the pitch, so you're not having to fight for boost as much. You can get to the ball usually a lot quicker, and it's just it's a little bit more of a simpler gameplay. More mechanics kind of come to it at that point. Other 
unlike threes where you really need to start paying you got to start paying attention to your rotations and realizing not only where you are and where the ball is but where your teammate is and then how's the other team responding to the ball so yeah usually twos I have a little bit of better rank, but then everybody's ones rank is usually the bottom of the, of the list. So, so you say you've been playing since 2016. How, how did you get into rocket league? What's your story to this one? So actually, so my story into rocket league was literally, um, my buddies, all of us that played, we were, I think we were big into GTA at the time. And one of our buddies, his friend, so outside of the group, was playing this game. He played it and he goes, you guys got to get it. It's $20. And I was like, it's a $20 game. Like, what is this game? And got it and was immediately hooked to the point. Like I was traveling for work and I was taking my Xbox with me so that I could continue playing it when I had downtime in the hotel room. So yeah, for me, it, it was that way. So that's what got me playing actually the game where I started like taking it more seriously and trying to improve was uh so after our son was born in 2017 um was just sitting there and my wife would you know she was breastfeeding so she would prepare some milk for the middle of the night and you know as a dad with kid number 1 you're on the ball you're you're helping doing all these other things kid 2 little less kid 3 I'm sleeping but with kid 1 like yeah he would wake up middle of the night got it like, I'll go warm the bottle. Perfect. And I would feed him while he was going back to sleep. I would just turn on the Xbox and let's just start playing Rocket League. And I never wanted to get into actual matches. So I would actually, I did what, you know, every coach or pro tells people to do. And they ask, how do I get good? I would just go into free play. And I started just flying around, trying to control the ball and just started building from there and that's really where i started improving in the game is waiting for my son to fall asleep at night i saw so here's a question i'm trying to start to ask all the rocket league guys when you're playing this game are you able to play it in a way that's just kind of you just relaxing and having a good time or when you're playing is it like you're ready to start grinding and it becomes it becomes almost it's work i would say it it comes and goes there's instances where like right now i'm when i'm playing it i'm just i'm playing it and enjoying it even though i am playing rank and i do want to like improve the rank if i don't as long as i don't have like a huge drop i'm fine i'm not upset with it now in a couple of weeks when i take a week off from work i'm probably gonna like go try to go into grind mode for that week and really want to improve uh but yeah i would say for rocket league it just it kind of just comes and goes like when you you can just play it and be chill about it usually that's when everybody ends up in private matches and you're just joking and having a good time but yeah it it, it's easy to turn on and off. I would say for some people, it's not. I have played with people that they can't turn it off. They they get into it and like, I have to win. I'm like, I yeah, I do want to win, but I know there's some things that are going to happen in the game that are outside of my control. So I'm not going to sweat over it. And so the podcast, tell me, tell me about that because this podcast is very Rocket League centered. How how did you how did you meet up with Bucket? How did you start the podcast? What was the inspiration for it all? So, yeah, so the podcast, The Bucket and Hoosier Show, spawned out of what did... So, Buck and I, we had casted once or twice together on the Dad Gaming. We had done the B stream and just literally had not talked before that. And we get on and we're like, hey, what's going on? You know, chit-chat back and forth. And, you know, if you're casting an event, you usually end up talking before and after. Well, him and I always ended up finding ourselves after, like, just starting going down a rabbit hole of topics. And it would literally just be him and I. And we did this for like three to six months, something something in that span where 
there were even times that we would just get in Discord and be like, hey, what are you doing? And we just, we'd start chatting. So for us, it was a, hey, do you want to do a podcast? Like we almost said it at the same time. Like, yeah, why don't we just hit live and just talk? Like we're already doing it. Why not? So our goal last year was to at least stay consistent with going live on Monday nights, which we got to that point. There were many a times where either he was like not really feeling it, but because I, you know, hit hit him up, was like, "Hey, you still on for tonight?" He'd be like, "Yep, I'm gonna be there," and uh, vice versa to me, where I wasn't really feeling it. But by God, if he messaged saying, "Hey, are we on for tonight?" Yep, I'll be there. So yeah, we got through our first year doing it, and it's just it's become just a thing now. Like we almost expect like we're, we're going to meet up on monday nights and talk about something whether it's competitive rocket league or drama that's going on or just pick like jesus brain since he has a ton of knowledge in the rocket league scene and so before the dad gaming were you were doing any casting or was the dad gaming kind of like the intro to hey we need you on video to talk about these matches so yeah before the dad gaming so before 2020 I was just, I would hit live on my Twitch every so often. I just played to myself, didn't care, just sitting there chatting with buddies. But then in 2020, you know, with the the great year that that was for everybody, I came across the dad gaming and was getting pretty high up in my Rocket League rank. And so I was feeling comfortable of, well, this is a, this looks like a tournament that I could play in. So I got in playing with that. And Jaysu would always say, if you have interest in casting, let me know. So I was literally just sitting there thinking about it. And I was like, well, yeah, I could. I'm good at running my mouth. Why not? I could go up there and do that and hit him up. And he let me come up there. And then it became a, well, all right, you did go on a stream. Do you want to run the B stream whenever Ryan's not available? Yeah, sure. So yeah, for me, dad gaming was the first instance that I had to be able to do that. And it was, it's always been fun. And yeah, I, I don't regret ever asking J Sue for the chance. Through the three, and shockingly, as Ray mentioned, Rocket League not in the honorable mention. So, thank you for a Rocket League person having Rocket League in the top three. But we're going to move of back course. into the we're, we're going to move back into the racing realm here. Uh, not with an EA Sports game, not with the uh, not with the wrong one, but with iRacing, uh, which has been running around I think about fifteen years now. Uh, online racing game still going strong here. Four point one rated on Channel Three. And while we were uh, getting ready and kind of warming up, you mentioned playing playing a little bit before we got started here. So tell us uh, tell us how iRacing starts to uh, lead the pack off here as we go into the honorable mentions. So iRacing for me about three. When was Prime Day? Prime Day is in like January or October or July or October, isn't it? I think so. Um, but around that time, took advantage. I hadn't. So since my days of playing NASCAR 2003, once I got out of high school, I honestly hadn't touched a sim racing game in this style since then. And I've always wanted to just get like always had the itch to get back into it. So Prime Day deal came across for a steering wheel. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so I, I got it and not in the honorable honorable mentions but i actually got to start playing f122 with my buddy so i was actually playing in that and then he's had to move hadn't been avail- available to really play and so i always knew about iRacing and i was like i think i would just get addicted to it like let's go look at it and sure enough around you know christmas they had their their christmas deal where their membership for a year was like 50 percent off i was like well i'm dumb if i don't do it so went ahead took advantage of that and yeah just started slow like dabbling into it and i can honestly say i am hooked on it i can i catch myself down here very frequently and and just playing this game 
Um, so I think I, I thought about this for coming on the podcast. Like, I think you can almost really kind of get to know a person by asking these questions of, Hey, what's your, what video games do you like to play? Are you an adventure person who is real creative? Or I would say like me, what it, what comes with the iRacing and racing in general is it's a very simple task, right? But you have to perfect it and you have to do it the same every time. So I just, I'm always hooked on getting faster times or having a very fast time and being able to keep that consistent. What I'm always really impressed with, with the, you know, Ray and I do a lot of the Mario Kart, but what I'm really impressed with the real racing games is just the physics of what they put into this. And I know like iRacing, it's not like they're just, they don't just keep trotting the same thing out there. They're like acquiring companies to try to add more. Is it realism the right way I'm, I'm trying to say it here? They're trying to factor in more of the physics, trying to factor in more of the racing to it. So it's not like, okay, Mario Kart, you drive, you know where the shortcuts are. Like you're trying to factor, you know, angles of turns and drifting and everything else that's taking place inside of an actual race that, that makes us a little bit more exciting than some of the other just like video game racers. It does because like, what iRacing, a lot of these sim racing companies are doing, you're getting, they're do, putting lasers on the racetrack and getting a, a good readout of what the track is. So like when you go race at a Daytona or Talladega, you know, Daytona 500 was just last week. And I, even the commentators were talking about how, you know, everybody thinks that's a smooth racetrack when in all actuality, it is not. There are bumps and divots everywhere and iRacing and anybody that's in the sim world they're trying really hard to capture that realism to just give you a feel of what you don't get to go out and do but what a lot of people would love to try and do all right so the second game on the honorable mention list is hogwarts legacy which is taking over the world um and by taking over the world i really mean is taking over every every wife Every every husband that I talk to has a wife who loves Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, so let's start with this. Are are you playing? Is your wife playing? I have to ask that. My wife is not playing yet. So upstairs, like what is her area is a Switch. So maybe when it comes out in April, I think it comes out in April for the Switch. I could see her wanting to dabble in that. Uh, but right now for her, it's, it's the Lego games. But yes, for me, Hogwarts is a... A great Heim killer, I guess, decompression game, if you would, if I could describe Mm -hmm. it. Really, a game that I don't usually dabble in, but growing up, you know, being a Harry Potter fan and whatnot, it was like, well, I might as well try it. And yeah, now it's become my my laptop game when I when I travel for work. I'll just take that with me and downtime in hotel room. Like, oh, yep, mm, fire up Hogwarts and I'll go run around and either look for things or actually try and do some missions. So which house? So did you get sorted to a house or did you end up having to, to choose a different one? Which house did you go with? Well, I had done that app a long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, the Warner Brothers thing. And I, yeah. I ended up in Gryffindor It. I, I think that's a good choice for me, but I also feel like usually those those tests... I mean, if you're military, you know how you can pick out the answer, right? There's one that's like, oh, I, that, that's more of a Gryffindor answer. I'm going to take that one. <laughs> so as much as I would like to think that, yeah, I sort, like it sorted me there, I don't, I don't know if I ever answered honestly with those questions anyways, so... But yeah, no, that's been that's been a very different game, a game that's not on there. But if we want to retro back into a, a, a really old game that kind of falls along the same lines of adventure and seeking out like my first one that would have played like this would be uh, the Rugrats game back on PlayStation. Right. Like, that's, rug, a, that's a rug, that's rug, a rug, first. First of all, stop it, Dan. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say that I was too young again. No, 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 <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> 
Oh, so you, Rugrats Go to Paris? Is that the, the one we're talking about? No, it's not Rugrats Go to Paris. Which game was it? Um, now, you, now you got me. It's Rugrats, Rugrats Search movie? for Reptar. Search for Reptar, PlayStation yeah. 1. Of all the shows, because there's a lot of TV shows that put out some really junky games, the Rugrats has had some quality ones. It was, it was a they, really they kinda, good one. They pulled it off. I remember that game too. That's so fun. What a callback! We went from, from Hogwarts to Rugrats <laughs> Search for Reptar. I, did, I didn't see that. I did not see this swerve coming. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. See, I didn't see this connection coming right here. That is, that is something else. But connect. I guess you know you connected right back to the PlayStation, which you said was that was your right, that was your system, the PlayStation. Yes, I grew up. What was it? First, we had an intent, uh, NES in the house, and then I got a Sega when I was six. And then after that, went to PlayStation. And then in high school, I had all all my buddies were on Xbox. So I ended up with uh, Xbox 360 was the first Xbox that I had mm-hmm. playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which that's where I got into. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever know the, the, the wager match uh, websites that were out there at the time and the the late yeah. 2000s. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Late, the late 2000s were a wild time. For for many for many internet reasons, and that's the, yeah. that that and three sixty lobbies together. That was an interesting time. That's never going to happen again. It it won't. <laughs> and as as fun as it was, it probably doesn't need to come back. No, it doesn't. I yeah. There were. I remember going ask my mom. I was like, my mom's like, what do people say on there? And I'm like, oh, I learned about you a lot about you, mom. She goes, what? I'm like, ah, never mind. <laughs> oh man. All right, I have to connect this again. Your man Bucket, he put a post up on Channel 3 about Hogwarts, uh, talking about how you go about, he compared it to how you eat your food. So how do you go about, are you a, I'm going to sit here and do mostly main main storyline missions, or are you roaming about doing every side quest possible before you uh, so head on with the story? I responded to him on Twitter, because I'm so bad at getting on Channel 3, because I'm not at a desktop most of the time. I got to delete um, this. Oh, God. I'm I kidding, know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, 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 I'm I'm the worst one for it, but I'm the biggest advocate for it as well. Um, but I answered him and said he's missing. Like it's not one or the other. And I'm the hybrid, right? I'll do get to where I do the side quests that get me to the main mission, like set you up for the main mission. Then I'll do it and I'll go back and do some side quests. So I'm like a hybrid. I'm right in between. You know, I'm mixing a little bit of mashed potatoes and gravy with some pork or steak, whatever you're having as your entree, and eating it all in one shot. Yeah, I told him I'd like to do it in order. I want to be I want to be just at the right place when I do my story missions. I don't want right. to I don't want to steamroll it. I, I don't like steamrolling through the, like the main stories, but I but I also don't hate myself and want to sit for an hour on one boss. I want to be I want to be at the recommended level that the game told me to be at. That's that's kind of what I aim for. All right, I I got to ask a question because you brought up sitting on an at an hour with a boss here i'm probably going to ask both of you this question because i have not gotten a crack it i've got it downloaded i just haven't played it yet I'm, I'm holding myself to one narrative game at a time so horizon forbidden west is that for me right now but what's the stance on unforgivable curses with youtube because it it's really got me concerned for, oh, the, greater, oh, for the greater health of us as a society as just hey. how quickly everyone's like oh no i'm i'm a vada cadavering my way through every single boss there is just because there's there's not does not seem to be much by way of repercussions for this but my god there are some unforgivable cur- i i didn't know gryffindor threw unforgivable curses out like this what what's the stance from you two on let this? me tell you i have a, I have a strong opinion on this and i feel i think the game sets up a certain way you don't get them right away it's it's mm-hmm. like i don't i still don't have them and it's later in the game but there is 
a pretty early area that you can use them. It's like a kind of a battle arena and you can use them without without messing the story up and you can just, they, they give you all of them whether you have them unlocked or not. They gave the Unforgivable Curses the best animations in the he's entire trying to, game. He's trying to soften the blow here, Hoosier. I see Hoosier's, just, face. Hoosier's judging me right now. There's not, listen, I, I'm very big. Usually when I play games, if they give you choices about good and bad choices, I, I'm always picking good choices. Like I, I really, I feel terrible picking the wrong ones. They made it so you feel really good about using these curses. It's, it is the best animation. It is gives you this real satisfying, like, man, I just knocked them out kind of thing. And there's 0% chance that I don't unlock those curses. Let me put, see, I'm going to, that's, there's me right there. See, what's weird see, is I'm- no one else can see it besides me and Hoosier on the video here. In between those comments, Ray was taking a sip out of a mug that I was trying to figure out what it said. It said Voldemort was right. And I couldn't figure <laughs> out what that was about. Hoosier, unload on him, Hoosier. It looks like you want to unload here. Let's do this. Well, actually, he said, you know, if the video game is giving you an option between the good and bad choice, I'm usually the person that takes the bad choice. I'm curious where it'll go. So they made it so they make it like they really make it hard to not choose it. Hey, listen, I'm not. I'm not saying I don't. You know, I, I'm not saying I don't make a quick manual save in Skyrim and wipe out White Run or anything like that. I'm not saying that hasn't happened before, but I'm not saying I'm going full, you know, wizard Nazi or anything either. Well, it's also I think everybody's got to look at the game from a different angle. We all grew up in a world of Harry Potter where evil had taken it way too far, and they went a little nutso with it. This is predates all of that, so. There's not really the stigma. It's it's more like, hey, that's there, but use it wisely if you're gonna use it. So this is a man, this is a man of culture right here. Keep, keep keep talking. Keep talking right now. This is good. You're saying a lot of good things. He's so, got yeah, a pamphlet just, he it, wants to share with us, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell. You, let me have you join my cult. Um, but yeah, it, it's a different. It's a completely different world i mean you're dealing with a game that's talking about ancient magic things that nothing like that was talked about in the harry potter world that we all grew up in so it's a completely it's just i don't know it's different it's like saying the late 2000s call of duty lobby nobody knew what was gonna happen exactly no one knew it was gonna happen so it was like hey we're everybody's just having a good time it's all right until one person took it too far and it's like okay we're done that I love the callback. Oh my god, it's so good. By the way, they've already announced there's going to be a, a sequel to the game, and they're making a TV show on HBO. This Hogwarts Legacy is a uh, it's going to take over. Everything is a TV nice. show on HBO for about three years, and we never see it. Okay, I'll believe Colin Farrell's Penguin when we see it. Moving on. Oh, let me say, oh man, <laughs> who hurt you, Dan? Go ahead, Dan. Oh, wait, Dan, uh, move us yeah. along to the future game. Go ahead, move us to the future game. All right, Mr. Hoosier, this is the point in the show where we talk about a future game that our listeners looking forward to, and you're looking for. Um, hang on, hold on a second. Um, hang, my notes are messed up here. Um, oh, you don't have one. That's right. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy was it. So <laughs> there is no, there's no future game you're looking forward to. I, I mean, so, I'm, I'm out here. I'm unloading every day. I'm going in. There's new stories dropping about new games. I'm adding everything I can to the library as fast as humanly possible. But no, no, there's nothing, nothing Hoosiers looking forward to here. I am definitely more like video, like video games that are coming out, unless it's like a month out, 
I'm usually not really paying attention to it. I'm more like looking at the games that I'm sitting here currently playing right now. So I am really bad at keeping up with what new games are coming out. Yeah, like I, I'm looking through real quick, like at a list here. And yeah, nothing. I haven't seen any of these mentioned at all in the things that I pay attention to. So I am definitely the worst person for future games coming up. Hey, that, that's fair. You're making this the shortest version of this segment we're ever going to have. And I just had to find some way nice. to make it interesting. Again, enjoy your time in Hogwarts Legacy. Have at it. Live in the now, yes. Hoosier. Live in the now. All right, though. So we are going to move on to, and I'm not letting you get out of this one, a quest, a question from the Channel 3 history, the archives. We're going to pick for you to discuss here today. What we're going to ask for you, what's your top feel-good game? Oh, my top feel-good game. Ooh. Like, if I just want to sit there and not really... Oh, man, that's tough. Oddly enough, right now, it's it's going to be Rocket League. That is the game that if I honestly want to just shut off my brain for a little bit, I'm doing that. Whether it's like, because you don't have to go in and play matches. I'll just go in and do workshop maps or sit in free play. So something that's not ultra competitive and anything that I really have to give a lot of attention to. So yeah, for me, it would definitely be a, a Rocket League. Feeling good in Rocket League. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, how do you? So how do you handle that though? How do you balance the what? What's normally a stressful, the right way to put it? Or like I'm one who you know I, I have jokingly said repeatedly like that. That's a tough game for me not to get caught up in, not to get frustrated. I'm also not good at it. That probably doesn't help either. But yeah, you know, how how do you balance that? Where there's just some time where you're coming out there and it's like six zero. You look up at the scoreboard. Maybe that doesn't happen to you. I don't know. But how do you balance that? And so like I'm just having fun. I'm just checking my brain at the door. I'm just gonna relax. Well, usually at that point, if if I'm trying to just feel good and not care, I'm usually queuing up with some friends and not like just smoking and joking, having a good time. But it's not even going in and playing actual matches, right? It's just sitting there like going, it's going into free play, working on a mechanic, something that I know I have 100% control over and it's on me to make it better. So whether you're in free play doing resets or you're going to like dribble overhaul two in the workshop, if you're lucky enough to actually have the game on Steam and working on your dribbling, going through courses, just things that if I don't make it through it, then like there was no there was no loss other than me trying to figure out why I didn't get, didn't do it. All right. The last question that we ask all our guests, what has been your favorite feature on Channel 3 so far? Overall, Channel 3, it's just it's amazing, right? I've explained to some people at work that, you know, of this platform and they're like what do you mean i'm like it's all gaming there's nothing there's nothing else going on here and so they looked into it and they and they think it's awesome like it's not really their thing but they're like that's actually really cool but for me it's i don't know i really like the quest the quest keep you coming back and having you look at the game that you're playing in a different way and giving you something else to strive for that day but as also a caster someone who's run tournaments and whatnot it's all the work that Joel and Garrett and anybody else who's had a hand in it of setting up the brackets, being able to build teams, not to where we don't have to go to a third-party site to manage all of it. It's all managed in C3. And I've told Bucket this. I've told Jaysu that right there has so much growth potential, especially as, like you say, I'm a Rocket League guy, right? There's a, there's a bunch of us there. But there's so much potential to grow something out of that that I'm excited to see where it goes in the next in the years to come. Yeah, I'm with you. We've 
talked with a couple of people about the brackets and you know the bracket obviously was set up for the rocket league and then yesterday we we used the bracket for for marvel snap you know we got a mobile card game all of a sudden needed a swiss bracket and it was it's right there on the site everyone Damn. checks in i press one button and we we fly through it and, and like like you said you don't have to you don't have to go through five other people to get that set up and that's the biggest thing right now Every everything else that you go out to in the gaming world, it's all compartmentalized in what they're doing. Either their production, their tournament runners, but right now C three is building something that in court it's a one stop shop. Like Joel keeps saying, it's a one stop shop for everything. Everything literally news that's going on in the game world. What are your friends doing? Oh, you want to play in a tournament? Yeah, we have that going on here too. Oh, and it's also hosted here. You'll find all your information here. It's just, it is the one-stop shop for gaming. 100%. We're putting it all together and I love it. All right, with that, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks, Hoosier, for being with us today. You can find a podcast at c3.gg slash podcast. They drop every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I am L. Ray. Dan Tucker puts this all together. And, of course, the executive producer, the one and only Joel Willis. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs>